Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Michelle Dang with the Women's Integrative Summit on Health and Wellness, the Wishwell Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, number 58, Lifeboat with Dr. Ariana Witkin. Dr. Ariana Witkin is a pediatrician and postpartum coach based out of Boston. She shares with us on this week's episode about what a lifeboat means. She shares how her experience as a new mom compelled her to become a postpartum coach. She talks about different strategies that she utilizes for her postpartum clients and the different types of postpartum education she offers. Her advice that she gives to new moms or expecting moms is don't forget your lifeboat, create your postpartum plan, and to trust yourself. I know I mentioned several times in this week's episode how it's been so long for me. My son is turning 12 this year, 12 years old. And so over a decade ago was when I experienced all this. And all I remember at that time was just getting through each day and hopefully he will be okay. Of course, he's totally fine. But at the same time, at that time, I think that I definitely did not have a lifeboat or have any type of plan other than to make sure that I don't kill him. (laughs) And I think many new moms who just don't really have a plan, really don't know what to expect. I know that there are lots of literature out there, and nowadays there's a lot more resources than there was over a decade ago. But really the only thing I probably read was what to expect when you are expecting, which is probably one of the books that everybody knows about. But even then, I think it would have been quite helpful to have somebody help guide me through the process because I came home with a five pound, 10 ounce, little, very cute baby, but had no earthly idea what I was doing. At that time, I was a third year resident and just felt like a blur. I don't honestly know how I made it through. I only took five and a half weeks off at that time because I had taken some more time off towards the end of my pregnancy because I had to be on bed rest. And not only was those those five and a half weeks such a blur, I think once I started going back to work, um, you know, just, just handling being a new mom and all those hormones, all those emotions, all those changes in your body. So I think it's definitely useful to have somebody like Dr. Wiken help you through. And so I had a lot of fun recording with her on this episode. It is definitely a topic that we don't talk about too much on this episode, but I think for new moms or expecting moms, this might be helpful for you. But even if you aren't a new mom or expecting mom, I think just taking a listen to this episode and getting some little tips and tricks that she offers is super helpful. It's always great to have some sort of plan through life. It it definitely helps make any type of transition process a lot easier and a lot less stressful. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Remember, if you like what you're listening to, 
please subscribe. Please leave me a rating or review. Please leave me a comment. My Instagram is at MichelleDangMD. The podcast Instagram is at wishwell.health and the blog is wishwell.health.blog. If you want to follow Dr. Whitkin, she is on Instagram at ArianaWitkinMD and at her website, ArianaWitkin.com. And I will leave all that information on the show notes as usual. Tune in every week for new episodes, a lot of exciting things coming up, and hope you stick around and take a listen. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, Ariana and I spoke a little bit before we started recording and her word for this episode is lifeboat. And so she will tell you all about why she chose that word. So before we get into that, into it, I want to give her the opportunity to share with you all, um, you know, what she's doing and, um, and how she got into uh, postpartum coaching. Thanks so much, Michelle. I'm super excited to be sharing with you guys. As you mentioned, I'm a pediatrician and postpartum coach, and that means that I educate and empower women for their transition into motherhood, which is really the biggest transition in a woman's life, if you ask me. Um, I got into this both from my experience as a pediatrician and as my own experience as a mom. So I've been a pediatrician for about the past six years, and with that, I've worked with thousands of families and mothers and babies, and have really just felt that traditional medicine doesn't serve women particularly well along the life course and really around pregnancy and childbirth. And so I always knew I kind of wanted to make an impact in that space. And after I had my own baby about two years ago, I, oh my gosh, got a completely different perspective firsthand. Um, I just felt so completely unprepared, even as a pediatrician and having all the medical knowledge that I have, all the support from my husband and physician and lactation consultant and doula and night nurse and kind of all the things, even with the pieces, I really just felt like something was missing and no one was there to support me and guide me through this massive transition. So that's really why I created this business and what I do, what I do. So tell us a little bit about, and, um, I have, I have a little bit of experience with just, um, you know, having my own physician coach and everything. What was your experience like before you decided to embark on this kind of different journey from a traditional, you know, pediatrics practice? Did you have any experience with coaching prior to this? Great question. So I did not really have any experience with traditional coaching throughout my time as a physician. I had always done kind of non-traditional things. I think of the kind of traditional tracks in medicine being, you know, a physician educator, a clinician, clinician, or a clinician um, researcher. And neither of those really, any of those were really my interest. So I've done a lot of work internationally. I've spent time, um, working with nonprofits in Ethiopia and in Chile, working mostly with orphans affected by HIV, helping to run schools and programs. Um, I'm very interested in public health. I've always worked kind of in that sphere. In addition to working with kids in summer camps um, to kind of make an impact in a more holistic realm than just purely medical. So I always felt like I wanted to do something kind of off the peat and path and kind of off the traditional track, um, but didn't really have any experience with coaching until I got into this myself. And when I was first kind of doing my research of 
okay, what, what exactly do I want to do? How can I make an impact? I started coming across all of these coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, coaches that were not physicians, but just, you know, business coaches or women's coaches, life coaches, and kind of other areas um, that were getting all of these amazing results. And I kind of thought like, that should be a thing for postpartum. <laughs> so did you have a coach yourself after you had your baby? Or did you kind of just sit down and Google different resources for yourself and then decided that this was something that you wanted to bring into your practice? Yeah. So I did not have a coach for myself postpartum. I didn't know that this was a thing. Um, And honestly, the thing that I really needed didn't exist. Um, So I kind of piecemealed together a postpartum team for myself that again included kind of a professional network of my medical providers and lactation consultants in addition to kind of more personal support from friends and family um but still was not kind of on the scale that I think every woman needs and deserves after having a baby but definitely used kind of my own personal experience again with my professional experience as a pediatrician to put together my own program So now in your current practice, is it, are those two separate things? Do you have a traditional pediatrics practice and then you have this other business doing postpartum coaching or is it kind of all in one? So the way that I currently run it is separate. So I work clinically part-time as a newborn hospitalist. So still working with mothers and babies, but in a purely clinical realm, of course, my postpartum coaching work creeps in there too, because mm-hmm. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also run my private coaching and consulting business for expecting and um, new moms. So what are some challenges that you faced yourself? Um, You mentioned uh, some of your own personal challenges and that's kind of what brought you into the coaching. So what are some challenges that you faced whenever you had your baby? Oh my goodness, where to even (laughs) begin? Well, (laughs) I guess I will begin at birth. My labor was over 26 hours. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) This is your first baby. It was my first baby. Um, Yes. So that alone, I was entering the postpartum period exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally, just from that length of labor. Um, I had um, an operative assisted delivery. So I had a vacuum delivery. Um, My daughter came out and was blue and not crying and she needed some resuscitation after birth. So the NICU was involved. Um, and then on top of that breastfeeding, which I had really been wanting to do and thought I was prepared to do as a pediatrician, I was totally not prepared to do. Um, it was definitely the hardest thing that I've ever done. So between my physical recovery from having torn during that operative delivery, um, having to shortly be separated from my baby from the NICU, and then all of the challenges that I faced breastfeeding, I just felt totally overwhelmed and lost. And all the physiological changes as well, all the hormonal changes that you have when you're pregnant and after the the delivery, all of that. So definitely lots of challenges and and challenges that are not uncommon either. Um, So I want to kind of shift a little bit, um, speaking of your personal challenges and go to your word lifeboat for this episode. So tell us a little bit about why you picked that word. I love that word, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. So the cornerstone of what I do as a postpartum coach is helping the women that I work with create a postpartum plan. And your postpartum plan is your lifeboat 100%. And that's why I picked that word. 
Excellent. And so tell us a little bit about what you do um, in terms of that lifeboat for each individual or each woman who's postpartum. Yeah. So after you have a baby, again, at least for me, you are so exhausted and overwhelmed, right? You can't remember the last time you brushed your teeth or washed your hair, right? Like, let alone think about kind of what you need in that moment. Um, You're just really in survival mode. So the time to kind of plan for that postpartum period is while you are still pregnant before that overwhelm and stress and exhaustion kind of hits you because I really do believe that in addition to kind of this new person in your life, right? Like this baby that you're bringing home that the woman is becoming a new person as well, right? Even if it's not your first child, any kind of expansion of your family, um, you really are, it's a transition. You're becoming kind of a new person. So focusing time and dedicating um, kind of space to think about that is so, so important. So the way that I think about it is dividing um, kind of the postpartum period into different phases into the immediate postpartum period, which I consider about the first two weeks and the next phase, which is the next six weeks, the next 12 weeks, and then the first year. I really consider that you are postpartum for a full year. I actually believe that you are postpartum for life. Once you've had a baby, you are always postpartum, um, but it's definitely more than the six weeks that I think some of our traditional Um, you know, medicine literature tells us the postpartum period ends at six weeks, which I do not believe. So anyway, I kind of divided into those four different chunks um, and then go through people's professional support team, personal support team, all the things that nourish you from food to activities um, to really create a holistic plan um, to set you up for success postpartum. So this postpartum plan, when you work with a woman who is pregnant, would you have them kind of start this even before they deliver the baby just to kind of get them ready? Yes, absolutely. So one of the, one of my favorite exercises in this postpartum plan is something that I call the mama do. And in the mama do the woman writes down everything that she does every day. So say, you know, for example, you, you would pick three days out of your typical week and you would write down every single thing that you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. And then as you go through and look at the list, you're going to add in details in terms of, you know, if you wrote eat breakfast of what you make for breakfast, exactly. So that someone else could do it for you the way that you would want it to be. And then we're going to go through and highlight all the things that have to be done by you, Michelle, right? That need your face. And then all the things that don't need your face. And those are things that we want to try to delegate to other people because your job postpartum is to rest, heal and recover and bond with your baby. It is everyone else's job to do everything else. Yeah. And I mean, my son right now, he's 11 years old, so it's been a long time. And I honestly cannot remember. Um, I actually thought about the other day, like, what was it like when he was a baby? It honestly feels like such a blur when you're in it. And I remember feeling like we're both physicians. It kind of felt like we were on call without having a post-call day off constantly for the first year. So I think it's definitely helpful to have some sort of plan ahead of time when you're, when, before the baby comes out so that you are a little bit more prepared because like you, I felt very unprepared and I was in residency at that time as well. So it was a lot. And I think it's great that you have this plan because a lot of people nowadays, um, or, you know, in the last five, 10 years, people talk about their birth plan. So everybody's really focused on what it's going to be like for the actual delivery or leading up to the delivery. Nobody talks about anything 
post delivery. And then you're, you come home with this newborn baby. And if you're a new mom or a new parent, it's just like, what do I do with this thing? And it feels like you're just hit with a ton of bricks. So I, I, I'm sure many women can kind of relate to that. Yes. I, I'm so happy that you reminded me of that. (laughs) Having, you know, having a birth plan, I think has become like so ubiquitous in our world. And while I do feel that it's really important, I think having a postpartum plan is just as, if not even more important. I think people really see birth as the main event. Mm -hmm. Birth is not the main event, right? Mm -hmm. Like the next, you know, 18 to 25 years are the main event. Mm -hmm. Um, And so having a plan for how you're going to kind of catalyze that and take care of yourself, right? Because I think if you don't prioritize that from the beginning, it only gets harder as your kids get older. Um, Just can't be understated. Exactly. And I think people should consider that, um, you know, the birth plan, like you mentioned, is one event in a whole child's life. Right. And, and especially when it comes to like the birth plan, there are so many things when you're giving birth or when you're in labor that you just can't control. So even though you have a plan in place, like, I don't want an epidural, I don't want this. I, I want that, that can change like with, you know, the blink of an eye. Whereas when you talk about that postpartum plan, there's so much that you actually can control. So I think that shifting that perspective is very important. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's so much you can't control about having a newborn as well, right? Is your baby going to be a good sleeper? Are they going to be able to breastfeed, right? Like, again, you can't control that, but having a plan in place to address kind of a multitude of scenarios and really having a system set up for the people and the things that are going to be there to guide you, no matter what kind of a baby you have, um, it's only going to be beneficial. Exactly. I think it goes back to your word lifeboat as well. Um, just because kind of like the oxygen mass on the plane, right? Just like with the, with that kind of analogy with a lifeboat, you have to put your life vest on first. And so I think it's very important for new moms, especially to really keep that in mind and realize that, you know, self-care is so important. And I'm so glad that in this day and age, we're all talking about health and wellness and self-care, self-compassion, things that we just didn't really talk about before, especially when it comes to being a new mom. Yeah, I could not agree more. So tell us a little bit about, so when you decided to get into postpartum coaching, um, what sorts of things were you doing yourself in, in your life as a new mom? Yeah. So when I decided to start my business, I was myself only about one month postpartum. Oh, wow. um, and I think like a lot of women was you were self-coaching. <laughs> yeah, I was self-coaching. <laughs> I kind of felt like I was having this huge identity shift. Now I was a mom, kind of all these things that I thought were important, maybe weren't so important anymore. And that I was going to be working and spending time away from my baby and my family, I really wanted it to be something that I was super passionate about and something that was having an impact on other people. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel that way about being being a pediatrician. I did, but I really wanted to do something more um, as I kind of discussed earlier. So I actually at that point got my own coach, not a postpartum coach, um, but a business coach since the business was not an area that I knew much about to help me kind of get the skills and groundwork necessary to start my own business. And then a pandemic hit the country and the world. Um, I never imagined starting a business during a worldwide pandemic either. Um, However, I actually found that the need was um, even greater than a lot of in-person 
services, at least in my area in the Boston area were shut down. There were not kind of the traditional in-person support groups or breastfeeding groups for new moms that the hospitals usually run. So the need for virtual services really skyrocketed. And that's what I do is all my services are once one virtual. Um, so I can work with women anywhere. I think that is definitely the silver lining of this pandemic. If there is anything positive that can come out of it is that now I feel like there has been so much more access to these types of, um, you know, services that were not readily available prior and everybody is doing a lot of virtual appointments. And when it comes to coaching, I feel like, um, maybe it's because people are home more or working from home more that many people are kind of asking about it or looking for it. Do you feel like that was kind of your experience? Yes, I do. Absolutely. When I kind of initially envisioned my business, um, it was not virtual. I kind of saw myself, you know, in people's homes, helping them breastfeed or, you know, showing them kind of concretely, you know, other things about newborn development. Um, but with the pandemic and I knew that wasn't going to be possible. And I did absolutely. And still I'm finding that people um, not only are more interested, but they're making it a priority um, and carving out time, you know, during their work day from home to engage in coaching. And I think are really starting to see the benefits of having that kind of dedicated container for themselves. What is something positive that you've heard from one of your clients recently? Oh my goodness. Actually, I had a client session right before recording this podcast with someone who's still pregnant and we were going over kind of the supplies that she would need for postpartum. And we were talking about panty liners and mesh underwear or, you know, not, you know, not her cute little thongs like granny panties or some, you know, bigger underwear that she might need postpartum and kind of how to make the little diaper for herself and mm -hmm. all the physical things about recovery from a vaginal childbirth. And she just said to me like, oh my goodness, nobody has ever told me that she's in her mid thirties, has kids mm -hmm. with friends, had, you know, never heard about kind of the physical recovery from childbirth. And she just said to me, like, I, I don't know what I would do without you. Like, I would never know about this. I would literally come home with my baby and not know how to take care of my own body. Um, which I think is just, you know, such a disservice of the traditional medical system. But also, you know, um, like I said earlier, um, it seemed like a blur since I had my son over a decade <laughs> ago, but, um, even if somebody did tell me at the hospital, I would not have remembered. I mean, it was kind of like deer in headlights, you know, and my son, when he was born, he was five pounds, 10 ounces. He was teeny. So when he came home, he was a teeny little baby. And, um, and so all I remember from coming home was, you know, I had the mesh underwear and I had the little squeezy bottle <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to use this to clean myself. I really don't know. And you kind of just, you know, just go with it, but I mean, I think it's great that, that, you know, now there is somebody who can help me through this, um, that I wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah. I think as you said, so, you know, right now, postpartum education is really done in your hospital room after you have a baby and you mm -hmm. are, you know, so high on adrenaline, so sleep deprived, right? Like at least for me, everything they told me went in one ear and out the other. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Which just really speaks to this need of preparing for postpartum while you are still pregnant before the baby is here to give yourself time to absorb, digest, and really prepare. Yeah. And I also just wanted to note that, um, I also had some issues with breastfeeding and latching on initially. And I was so frustrated because 
that was something that I so wanted to do so badly with my son. And so at that time, I mean, it was, it was 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, I just Googled and there was like nothing available at that time. Or there was like one lactation consultant that was like 30 miles away. And I live in a big city. So, um, I'm assuming, so do you do a little bit of the lactation, um, you know, helping out with that as well? Yeah. So I am not a lactation consultant, but I do go over kind of basic breastfeeding education prenatally um, with all my clients so that they know what to expect. And then I also advise all of them to have a lactation consultant, um, either an IBCLC, so an internationally board certified lactation consultant, which is kind of the highest level of training or a CLC, just a certified lactation counselor on speed dial so that after the baby is born, if there are any issues, like we just call that person immediately and have that set up as opposed to like you, when Mm -hmm. I came home, I also was like, Oh, like this hurts. And my nipples are like falling off. What should I do? (laughs) First, just Googling like lactation consult, Boston, right? Like that is not a good place to be. Yeah. Well, I think it's amazing that there is this resource nowadays, and I'm so glad that you're offering this resource. If there is any advice you can give to new moms or moms who are expecting, um, or moms who are even trying at this point, what is some advice that you can give to them? Yes. Well, the first thing I would say is, you know, don't forget your lifeboat. So create your postpartum plan. Um, you can actually do that by yourself. You don't need to hire a coach, right? Like, Uh, If you go to my website, actually, arianawitkin.com, you can download a free template for creating your own postpartum plan. Um, The second thing I would say is to trust yourself. I, you know, the majority of people that I work with either in the hospital as patients or as private clients, one of the things that I hear most commonly is, I just don't know what to do. Like, what do I do with this baby now? Right. You, you have all of the knowledge that you need. Like you are the expert in the baby. Um, and so really just empowering people to trust themselves and go with their gut. Um, I think is the best advice I could give. I love that. And trust yourself is something that is not only applicable to moms or expecting moms or, um, moms are trying, but just anybody in general. So trusting yourself is, is wonderful. Well, Ariana, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you. I know you mentioned your website. Is there any other ways for people to reach out to you if they wanted to connect with you? Yep. So you can follow me on Instagram at Ariana Whitkin MD, or again, go to my website at arianawitkin.com for some free resources. Awesome. Thank you so much again for taking your time out to record with us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness.